Let me have you turn in your Bibles back to the text read by our brother and uh, put your finger at verse number five. That was First uh, Peter chapter two. And uh, wait for me at verse number five as I make some comments. First uh, Peter chapter two and wait for me at first number five. It's indeed a great joy and a great delight to be with you. I told your preacher, uh, Brother Randy, that this is uh, one of the best groups on this side of heaven. And when I said those words to him, I meant those words from the very bottom of my heart. Uh, when I first when we actually first moved to this area, uh, Pippin was one of the first congregations uh, that took us in and embraced us and, and welcomed us, and we were like adopted children. And Brother Dean Agood, he was here then, he had, along with his uh, wonderful wife, they were here then, and now they're presently at the Holiday Church of Christ. And uh, when I moved away from this era, you were one of those churches along with the Holiday Church of Christ who stood by me financially as I completed my study at International Bible College then, now a Heritage Christian University. And so uh, I, I'm here to express again, and if I should come back next week, you probably hear me say the same thing. And, and if, I, if I were to come back uh, two months down the road, I'll say the same thing. Because uh, somehow we tend to uh, like to say good things about people when we're funeralizing them. And that's the time we say all the good things and, and we lift them up, but they're dead. And they can't hear a word. And so I want to say uh, publicly that we appreciate you for standing behind us. And I'll be in the area this week, uh, thanks to brother, uh, brother and sister A. Good, to, who have opened their home uh, to me, and I'll be staying with them. I'm going to make sure I eat as much uh, while I'm here, uh, because I'll have to lose it by the time I get home. Uh, we have a few minutes to spend together in search of God's word. Again, I thank the elders for allowing me this opportunity to speak uh, to you, and uh, we want to encourage them in their good work, in their good service, as they continue to shepherd uh, God's flock. First Peter chapter 2. And uh, verse number five says, you also as living stones, I'm reading from the New King James Version, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone elect, precious, and uh, he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and the stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word, to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people but now the people of God who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy I want to speak to you this evening on the question who do you think you are who do you think you are we live in a world where people believe that they simply do not fit we live in a world where many people are on a quest for a sense of belonging to someone or belonging to something we live in a time when many people in and out of the church, the body of Christ, are experiencing an identity crisis. In other words, we don't know who we are. We don't know whose we are. And therefore, we have developed behavioral patterns which conflict with who we really are. We have lost our identity. We don't know who we are or what we are and consequently we struggle and we wrestle with this identity crisis. But I suggest tonight that you will take a seat in uh, the counselor's office, Jesus Christ. He's called a uh, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And hear from him, uh, have him to help you to understand who am I? Who do you think you are? Number one, Peter says, as he writes to the people of God, you are a chosen generation. And I want to suggest to the church this evening that you don't have to feel uncomfortable. You don't have to feel out of place. You don't have to be embarrassed about Christ and about the church. For you are not the first to be called a chosen generation. Sometimes we do not want to be identified with the church. We do not want to be identified with Christ. Israel was God's chosen people. In fact, they were God's chosen people of old. God uh, chooses all those who would believe and obey the gospel to become part of his royal family, the church. When you read the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, and uh, verse number 6, God said, For you are a holy people, the Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all peoples on the face of the earth. 
He says in Isaiah 44, verses 1 and 2, uh, Yet hear now, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus says the Lord, who made you and formed you from the womb, who helped you, fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and you, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. So yes, somebody may say, well, uh, that was Israel. What, what, about, what about us? Well, God has chosen us. He has chosen his people and placed them in the church. Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verse uh, number 3. And we might want to look also at verse number 4. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in uh, heavenly places in Christ Jesus, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So God chose us in Christ. We were chosen before the foundation of the world. But how does that fit into the gospel system? The second Thessalonians chapter 2 says this, verse number 13 and verse number 14, but we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the gospel to whom he called you by the gospel. So the choosing as it relates to the gospel, God knew from the beginning or way back into uh, in eternity, before he spoke a word, he knew those who would be saved. He knew those who would answer the call of the gospel. And so the choosing takes place when one obeys the gospel. You are a chosen generation. God calls you out of the world ecclesia god places you in the church the kingdom of life and then peter says you are not just a chosen generation but you're a royal priesthood and so again don't become uncomfortable don't uh, feel out of place don't be embarrassed about christ and the church because you're not the first we are not the first royal priesthood. Israel was a kingdom of priests. Exodus 19.6 And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, speaking of Israel, and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. A royal priesthood. Peter had already spoken of the church as a holy priesthood, 1 Peter 2, 5. It is holy and it is royal because of its relationship to Christ, who is the king. So we worship and we please no other one but God. We follow the divine orders of no other monarch but Jesus Christ. And as priests, we, we worship 
not by our own human discretion, but we worship and we serve God as priest by a divine stipulations. Peter says, therefore we ought to be holy. We ought to be set aside. And then he says, who do you think you are? You're a holy nation. Israel was a holy nation. We are not the first to be classified as being a holy nation or a holy people. The holiness which characterizes God's church was alluded to earlier in 1 Peter 2.5. You also are living stones built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, holy, holy to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Peter says in chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, but as he who called you is holy, you also... Be holy in all of your conduct, in all of your manner of life. As it is written, be ye holy, even as I am holy. First Thessalonians 4.7 says, For God did not call us to uncleanness, but he calls us to be holy. He calls us to holiness. He calls us to a life of separation. He calls us to a life of service. He calls us to a life of being different. Hebrews chapter 12, 14 says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness. And holiness. Watch the next line. Without which no one will see the Lord. Without holiness. Without that life of separation. No one will see God's face. The church is to be separate and different from the world in lifestyles and practices. And she should be devoted to God. The God who called her. The God who chose her. The God who sets her up as his royal family. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, sir. I know every Christian knows that verse. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul writes to the Roman church and Paul says, look, I beg you, I, I beseech you, please, do not allow the world to press you into its mold. I beg you, please, do not allow the world to dictate your lifestyle. I beg you, 
please. That's the word beseech. It, it carries a strong emphasis. I beg you, do not allow the world to fashion you. If anyone is going to do any fashioning, you fashion the world. I beg you, do not allow the world to bend you. If anybody is going to bend anything, you do the bending. You ought to be different. Sometimes we might appear to be strange, but we are not strange. We're just different. And then he says, you're not just a chosen generation, you're not just a royal priesthood, you're not just a holy nation, but you are a special people. Or you are a peculiar people. Peculiar is not used in the sense of being uh, odd or weird or creepy or bizarre or strange. But you are special in a very special way. Peculiar means uh, that which is one's own possession. It is literally a people selected by God from among the other nations for his own possession. That is what God said to Israel. You weren't that great. You weren't that big. You weren't the mightiest. There were many other nations bigger than you uh, with more uh, military might, economically strong, but I chose you. Israel was a special treasure. Israel was a special people, a peculiar people unto God. And that is why God said in Exodus chapter 19 and verse number 3, And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and Tell the children of Israel, tell them, Moses, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you an eagle's wings and brought you to myself. How, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandment, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Tell them, Moses, they are special. For when I led them through the wilderness, I brought them out, I fed them, I clothed them, I, I led them, I watched over them, I watered them, I gave them food, I even healed their diseases. Tell them, Moses, they are special. They were made for God, for they belonged to God in a special way. Malachi chapter 3 verse 17 says, and I, I like this verse, it says, They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on that day when I make them my jewels. 
No wonder we are very special. We are very peculiar people. Joel, the Joel, the Hebrews understood that word to mean uh, valued property. We are God's property with some value on us. The church is God's special possession and we should never abandon this piece of cherished truth that God owns the church through Jesus Christ. When Paul uh, was passing through, he sent for, uh, passing by Ephesus, he sent uh, to Ephesus and called for the elders to meet him at Miletus. And when they got there, they had a, it was an elder's workshop. And he said, I'm going to lay out some things for, for you. Acts chapter 20 and verse 20, therefore take heed unto yourselves and to the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God. The church is God's. God owns us. And so he says, elders, take good care of what's mine. No wonder the Hebrews uh, uh, writer says that uh, elders are entrusted with the care of each soul for they watch. God entrusted uh, that care into uh, their responsibility. Feed, shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Indeed, Christ shedded his blood. 1 Corinthians 6, 20, for you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Peculiar. Peculiar. Not only uh, says you are important, but it also says that you are worth something. And how much a person uh, thinks he's worth I'm not talking about the person's network. I'm talking ab about the person's self-worth. Don't you ever confuse your valuables with your value as a person. You can be rich or poor, but it has nothing to do with your value as a person. You could be educated or uneducated, but it has nothing to do with your personal or with your value as a person. There are two things which determine value in life. It depends on what someone is willing to pay for that something. Number two, it depends on who has honed that thing in the past. And we've seen this in the area of sports, entertainment, and, and special properties owned by uh, celebrities. Speaking of us in a spiritual sense, we are special. For we are bought with a price. 
Titus 2, 14 says, Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good works. Jesus paid for you with his life. He brought you back from the devil's slave market of sin. God exchanged his son for you. The cross proved your value. Who do you think you are? Chosen generation. Royal priesthood. Holy nation. A peculiar people. Why? So that you, not just for your own uh, self-bragging or your own self-boasting, to show for the praises. There's a reason why you are the way you are. There's a reason why we are the way we are. So that we may show for the praises of him who had called us out of darkness into marvelous light. If you have looked at those four areas and you have not come up under these areas, it means tonight that you could very well be out of a relationship with Jesus Christ. It could very well mean that you are not part of the royal family of God. If such is the case, you're outside the ark of safety. If such is the case, you're outside of the green zone and you need to reconcile that life. You need to hear this gospel of her tonight. You need to uh, say in your heart, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Be willing to change your lifestyle and confess that sweetest name on mortal tongue. If you have never known Jesus in the very pardon of your sins, you need to be baptized in water, in the liquid grave of water baptism for the remission of your sins. If you're a child of God and you have become a prodigal, you, you're just not as committed and faithful as you, you're just embarrassed about the church, you're just embarrassed about Christ, you need to ask God tonight to uplift your faith, give you enough faith, and by getting that faith, you need to get back in the word, for faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We're going to sing a song of encouragement, and if you are subject to the clarion call of the gospel, we ask that you respond right now as together we stand and sing.